What would your life be like if you woke up each morning with new vitality, feeling better than you have in years, and you noticed a difference in your sleeping patterns, blood sugar levels, and had a sense of well-being overall? There's something that is changing thousands of people's lives, and you could be one of them. It's called Heart and Body Extract. Sharon Harris, co-creator of Heart and Body Extract, talks about the positive effects of Heart and Body Extract. What happens with the formula Heart and Body Extract is it's giving the body the necessary vitamins, minerals, amino acids, enzymes, and phytonutrients so, so the body will heal itself. And yes, the body does have the ability to balance blood pressure, balance cholesterol, clean and unclog the arteries. It can also work on uh, balancing the circulation for diabetics. So the body is an amazing thing. It simply needs some help so it has the tools to heal itself. Heart and Body Extract gets results. To order your two-month supply, call now, toll-free at 866-295-5305. Order online at hbextract.com. You're listening to Resolution Radio. ResolutionRDO.com. Welcome to that fourth hour. Thank you so much, Alex. Glad to be here. And uh, today I want to talk about the Luciferian satanic nature of feminism. A lot of people think of feminism as a political movement, as some sort of movement for equality. But really the whole presuppositions of equality and equalitarianism might themselves be the problem. In other words, we might have senses in a philosophical sense in which people are equal. There might be other senses in which they're also unequal. So maybe both things are the case. And you'll notice in a lot of political movements that are based around Hegelian dialectics and getting people divided, they will trade on everything being one kind of distinction, right? We're all either absolutely identical and the same in some kind of monoculture, or it's unfair and everyone is oppressor oppressed in the sort of totem pole Olympics of oppression, right? And I noticed I was watching a debate with uh, Pearl and a bunch of feminists the other day, and Pearl made the point that feminism just trades on this sort of equality narrative, which isn't really justified. And all of the people in the audience were then basically going into debating. They were going into proving how they were more oppressed than the other person. And so it just like it was like a domino effect of like oppression to see who was the most oppressed. And that somehow became the uh, the primary special specimen, the most, like the, the top of the totem pole, but it was always like the most degenerate thing. So like the most, like the, like, like lesbian, uh, lesbian Buffalo Bill, the Muslim uh, Jeffrey Dahmer is like the highest totem, the, like the top of the totem pole. So how is it that this is the highest level of most oppressed, but now the most revered? And to me, that suggests that all of this is inversion. And my, my guest, Brittany Selner, is going to be joining me here because I want to talk to her. She's a great activist, a great YouTuber, podcaster who covers a lot of these topics from a traditional conservative perspective uh, as, a, as a mom, as a homemaker, uh, and as somebody who kind of saw all of this occurring in the, the Internet sphere. Uh, I want to kick off this, this conversation with what's said in Genesis. You know, God says when the fall happens— 
to the woman, uh, everybody sort of shares blame here, you'll notice, right? So it's not it's not like it's all the man's fault, it's not all the woman's fault. Everybody kind of has a degree of blame here. And it says to the woman, I will multiply your pain in childbirthing, and your desire shall be for your husband, but he will rule over you. In other words, the desire as a result of the fall, the, the fallen desire of the woman will be to kind of rule, to be in the position that a man has, to be this kind of patriarchal type of position. But God says it will not be the case, and actually the man will have the authority, the man will rule. So there's this inherent desire uh, uh, for the feminist to basically initiate revolution that begins in Genesis, actually. Genesis is actually telling us about the origins of feminism. I mean, that's not all it's talking about, but there's that nugget of wisdom there. Uh, and so when we come back from this break, we're going to get more into this topic with Brittany Sonner. Again, I would say check out her YouTube channel because she has a lot of videos where she breaks a lot of this down from her perspective as a traditional conservative. And she notes how social media is really uh, engineered, you know, to give this narcissistic dopamine hit, especially to women and especially a lot of areas like Instagram, these kinds of things that they really addict women to the dopamine hit that they're getting from uh, a thousand simps, but not from a husband, you see. So this is all engineered to replace the attention and the, the nurturing and uh, the, the dopamine that a husband would give to a wife. Now that's being replaced with all this internet stuff. And that's, I think, by design. And when we come back from this break, we're gonna get, get into this conversation with her and see what she thinks. This is the Alex Jones Show. Remember, go to the InfoWars store and get a hold of those products that will help in the InfoWar. You've made a serious investment in protecting yourself and your family. You've purchased the gun, the ammunition, the training, and even secured a license to carry in your state. You know the Constitution and don't believe you should have to pay for a right that you already have, as written in the Second Amendment, but you are law-abiding. Now you are considering the legal defense options you should have if you ever have to use a firearm. Self-Defense Fund is a comprehensive litigation membership backing you on appeals, legal expenses, court costs, and more up to $1 million per incident and unlimited attorney costs per member. Discover selfdefensefund.com for yourself. Any weapon, any state, any time. You're listening to Resolution Radio. ResolutionRDO.com Welcome back to the Ox Jones Show. I'm your guest host, Jay Dyer of Jay's Analysis. You can follow my work over at my website as well as on my YouTube channel and on my Rockfin under the name Jay Dyer and on Twitter. And uh, do we have Brittany with us? Brittany, welcome to the fourth hour of the Alex Jones Show. So glad to have you here. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a while since I've been on, on the show. I think it was 2018 the last time. Oh, okay, cool. I wasn't, I wasn't sure if you were on. Um, glad to have you here. Uh, so you do a lot of work in terms of exposing the problems in the culture, promoting the traditional uh, conservative attitudes towards marriage and family life. Let's talk about uh, you and your situation. And maybe you want to talk a little bit about the problems that you've had in Europe with your husband and the trials that he's had. Yeah, sure. I, I mean, which did you want to talk about first, that or well, feminism? Continue about you, and then we'll get into your husband, and then we'll get into some of the issues. 
Okay, sure. So I'm an, an author and a conservative activist and commentator. I've been on YouTube and Twitter since 2016. I first started during the Trump's presidential election. And since then, I've been through a lot, so much so that I actually wrote a book about it because half of the things you probably wouldn't believe. But I mean, it's more common now. You see what they're doing to Trump even. He was just arrested. So the the lengths to which they'll go to persecute people that they they think are politically effective and they're in ideological conflict with them, these lengths are really great. So my husband and I have certainly been through a lot. He is an Austrian activist and he's very well known in the Germanosphere in Germany and Austria, not so much in the English speaking world, at least not anymore. That was more between 2006 and 2018 or 19. So I, I think it will take quite a while to get into all of the things that, that we've been through. But I mean, just to list off, we've had multiple house raids, investigations. Uh, I was, we were banned from the UK. I'm sure maybe some people will remember this. Uh, we were detained and in prison for a few days. Same with Lauren Southern back in 2018 and then deported and banned from the UK. So it's definitely been a wild ride. Things have settled down a little over the past one or two years, but of course the attacks just keep coming. It's just smaller things, at least for now. I don't want to jinx it. <laughs> yeah, and I think you had recently a situation where there was something to do with an internet comment, right? And to me, this blows my mind that you know yeah. people will comb through and find something on social media, not just to get people deplatformed, but rather to actually try to get criminal prosecution in the EU, is that right? Right. There, There is no free speech in Austria. They say there's free speech in the Constitution, just not hate speech. And hate speech, as we've seen, is completely subjective. And because we live in a very yeah. uh, system based on anarcho-tyranny, they have, of course, the ability to per, you know, go after people equally, but they only go after specific people who are their political opponents. So they'll go very hard on these people. And then, for example, as you saw in the U.S., the Black Lives Matter riots and people are killing each other, burning down things. Those people were just barely any of them were put in prison. As for the J6 people, they're all getting 18 to 25 years, even if they didn't commit any violence and barely did anything at all. So you just see a huge disconnect there, a completely different way in which people are treated. And this is this is how most of the Western world is nowadays, unfortunately. And would you attribute that to ultimately sort of the degradation in culture that leads back to something spiritual? I mean, is that your ultimate source, uh, even beyond the political, in other words? Oh, absolutely. I don't I don't think this is a political war. I think it's a spiritual war. I'm I'm traditional Catholic. I was raised traditional Catholic. My husband is as well. And if if you look at it through that lens, I think it makes perfect sense much more than than politically. Yeah. One of my friends, uh, uh, Rachel Wilson, uh, she wrote a book about the occult roots of feminism, and uh, it reminded me of a, of a podcast that I heard an interview with uh, Dr. Edward Dutton, and he was discussing from an evolutionary psychology perspective the history of witchcraft. And so it's interesting mm -hmm. that two different vantage points, one coming from kind of a scientific perspective, another vantage point coming from a religious, spiritual perspective, they're both coming to the same conclusion mm -hmm. that when we look at things like the rise of witchcraft and the occult, um, the the history of that signifies people who were kind of marginalized or people who were on the outskirts then sort of using that victim status to not get necessarily their own rights per se, but actually to upend and change the whole of society. And to me, right. this speaks to kind of 
it's, it's similar to what you see with like fat acceptance and these kinds of movements. It's like people have a conscience in my view and their conscience like eats at what they're doing, right? Telling them that it's wrong. And their approach is no, it's society that is wrong and society needs to change, not me. And I think that, you know, you've done a lot of uh, work in your videos pointing out how actually social media, these kinds of things are pushing the narcissism that reinforces the idea that no, you're okay, you're okay, be you, you, you are you. You don't ever need to change or, or be better. And this this actually is a technique to destroy society. Right. Well, I mean, if you think about it, feminism and Christianity, they Christianity, for example, they are clearly in stark conflict with one another. But people, we do have this inherent built-in need to worship something. So these feminists, a lot of them, not all of them, of course, but a lot of them are naturally drawn to what complements their ideology, witchcraft or I think better said Satanism, it's very blatantly complementary with feminism because it's based off a worship of oneself and essentially doing what thou wilt. So you are the God, you are the independent, self-sufficient, empowered woman who doesn't need anybody else and you deserve your own page in the history books due to the mere fact that you're a woman. You don't even necessarily have to do anything great. And it's not to say again that all feminists are like this, but it does make perfect sense to me when, when you look at it that way. Yeah, in one of your videos, you were talking about, um, you know, this idea that you are you, you are great because you're you. And it's like, well, but what if, but have you done anything great? <laughs> like, why are you great right. just because you're, I mean, maybe there's a, there is a kind of a dignity, but I mean, is that kind of what social media is reinforcing this idea that you are good, you are uh, great, you're a goddess, no matter what you do, even if you're completely wicked, gluttonous and, dis and destructive? Yeah, I, I do think all humans, um, of course, there is dignity there, but uh, but you have to earn respect. You don't you aren't just owed it. And people have this attitude wherein everybody just owes respect to absolutely everything and anything that you do. But you also have to remember that a lot of people, especially if you're doing something blatantly immoral and corrupting children, trying to trans children, we're not going to respect you. We're not going to agree with you. We're going to stand up against you. Tolerance is in many ways quite evil. It can be good so for some things, but just to use it. Yeah. When you get sort of these these women activists and these people, these feminists who are sort of seeking for female empowerment and all this stuff, how would you respond to the people that say, well, we're just looking for equality and empowerment? Why do you have a problem with why are you working against women as a woman when we're just seeking empowerment and equality? Well, there's actually there there's a couple of things I was thinking as you did your intro. Um, a, a lot of thoughts came to mind, kind of explaining why women are so drawn to feminism. I think feminism has certainly lost a lot of its adherence in recent years, but it does make sense why so many women were and still are drawn to feminism. Because when you have a society where there's no order based on truth and morality that gives men and women their their proper place, then a disorder is naturally created and things. Don't evolve into ego, individualism, and a, a, a superficial purpose motivated by attaining basically the most pleasure, joy, and comfort. So it becomes about what, what you can acquire for yourselves um, and what you can acquire for yourself, which becomes obviously a battle for power and resources. And naturally, since we can't fight this battle effectively just on hold our that own, thought, hold that thought right there because we have to go to the commercial break. So hold that thought and we'll come back with Brittany Selner.
team at Antelope Hill is proud to announce the release of a new translation, Leon de Grel in Exile by Jose Luis Jerez Reisco. Readers of The Burning Souls will already be familiar with de Grel's life before and during the Second World War, his service on the Eastern Front, and his involuntary post-war exile in Franco, Spain. This new work tells the story of his life in exile in detail, replete with first-hand accounts from Spanish nationalists and friends of de Grel. During his time in Spain, de Grel did not wallow in sadness, despite the atrocities inflicted upon him and his family by the victorious Allied powers. He stayed remarkably active in European nationalist politics and left a lasting impression on both his personal friends and those from around the European world who took inspiration from his tenacious idealism. De Grel's enduring legacy in Spain is well-deserved. Such a legacy also deserves to be spread to both sides of the Atlantic and beyond. Antelope Hill is proud to be the first to bring this unparalleled biography to the English reader. Get Leon de Grel in exile today at antelopehillpublishing.com. Nootropics, that means brain power, are back in stock at InfoWarsStore.com, and they're both 50% off. We haven't offered these for 50% off since last Christmas. These are amazing products, and for those of you on the fence, I want you to try them. Brain Force Ultra hits in 15 minutes, only lasts three hours with no hangover. It is a game changer. Nobody's got something close to this. Then, our Brain Force Plus is a good, basic, clean nootropic. Gives you four to six hours of amazing energy, again, with no hangover, no jitters. Both products back in stock, InfoWarsStore.com, for 50% off, and it funds the InfoWar. So get your Brain Force Ultra, your Brain Force Plus, and your Turbo. 
TurboForce, all exclusively at InfoWarsStore.com. And know you're funding the second American Revolution, 1776 worldwide. The answer to 1984 is 1776. And the answer for energy is brain force. Welcome back to the fourth hour of the Alex Jones Show. I'm your guest host, Jay Dyer of Jason Analysis. I want to remind you that you can come see me and my wife, Jamie Henshaw, live in Los Angeles as we'll be performing at a live five-hour event at the Van Nuys Airport in the hangar with Jamie Kennedy. You know who Jamie Kennedy is. He's a brilliant comedian, one of the best uh, comedy shows of all time, The Jamie Kennedy Experiment. He'll be doing stand-up. I'll be doing uh, some of my own so-called stand-up and impressions. Also be doing, doing a talk on my uh, most recent book, Meta Narratives: The Philosophy of Symbolism. And uh, my wife will be doing a presentation on Hollywood and film symbolism. So it's going to be a lot of fun. You can uh, get your book signed. You can learn, get your uh, get your learn on and get those tickets. If you head over to, over to my website or to my Twitter, you'll see those are pinned and you can get that in uh, get that locked in before it's no longer available. So we are talking with Brittany about the roots of feminism, the uh and by the way, I forgot to go into the ancient goddess worship and all the crazy cults in the ancient world. It's almost like they're bringing back a lot of these ancient uh, goddess cults. And I noticed that some of those cults were all were basically centered around the most degenerate practices. I mean, I'm not stuff I can't name on air, but I mean, stuff involving bodily fluids and actually castrating and changing your biology. So a lot of these ancient Mesopotamian and 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 you know uh, cults in the in, in Babylon and so forth, they were really into these nasty, disgusting practices. And one thing that people don't know is that the social engineers, people, for example, at Tavistock Institute, who have most recently been pushing the the gender ideology and changing your gender, those people actually have studied to a very precise degree ancient history. And so, for example, uh, Tavistock, when it, in its earliest days, they studied Spangler's uh, 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 decline of the West. And what Spangler posits is that, you know, civilizations have a, a life cycle, a birth cycle, life cycle, apex, and then a death cycle. And he notices this for a lot of, you know, ancient civilizations or empires. And, and although Spangler wasn't writing about how to destroy the West, he did at times discuss the possibility of the West declining and being destroyed from within through certain factors like what we're talking about. And one of those key factors is attacking the fundamental building blocks of society like the family. You can't have a society getting rid of the family. And so many of today's technocrats are so deluded and insane, they think no, we can just create babies out of test tubes. We don't need moms and dads anymore. We'll get rid of all that, and we'll just engineer a future post-human society that is the next phase of evolution. But none of this could have happened, not even the, the, the trans stuff, without feminism. Feminism is the predecessor in terms of the modern West, right? We'll go back to, say, the French Revolution. Do you agree with that assessment that that it's all sort of this victimhood narrative that women have been oppressed oh, sure. by being moms and by being, you know, being in the yeah, household. For sure. I mean, it's very obviously, as, as you alluded to before, it's a form of Marxism because it's based on the haves and the have nots. And if you don't believe in God, if you don't believe in, in a, a natural moral order, and that people have their various roles in life that they live out to the best of their ability in order to, of course, merit heaven, then 
this world is basically all there is that that's the best it's going to get. There's nothing else. So it makes total, total sense that these people believe that everyone should then receive things equally. Um, things that bring you the most pleasure, joy, and happiness because suffering God forbid, and, and being a victim, these are the absolute worst possible things you can endure because there is no higher purpose and there there's nothing for us to merit through these things. So it, I think, yeah, it's quite, um, not a surprise. You know, it's weird too, because there's a mix of all kinds of weird philosophies in this whatever we're in today. You know, old classic Marxism, which I'm not a fan of at all. But the odd part is like they they weren't into any of the, you know, uh, rainbow stuff. They weren't into Skittle stuff. And the all of the famous Marxists actually have these really derogatory statements about <laughs> you know homosexuality, and and even the old Soviet party was like you know they they weren't for a lot of these things. So it's weird to me that Marxism eventually shifted away from or what we call Marxism in terms of like academia. It's shifted into this weird postmodern thing where everything is a social construct. To me, it's just very bizarre. It's almost magical thinking. Mm -hmm. I do think it was predictable, though, um, yeah. because when the most persecuted and victimized group deserves the most and receives the most, then it's naturally naturally going to devolve into intersectionality because it's like that saying, I think it goes like the revolution always kills its children. Uh, the feminists, they used to be the biggest victims. Then it was, uh, you know, it got it got very racial. And now it's the trans people. So there's so much to gain from being a victim. And if you're part of too large of a group, then you're going to receive less. So might as well become more and more intersectional and break it up as much as possible because then you get more yeah and then the next the next victim has to be the most fringe the next level of uh you know oppressed right so now it'll be the pedophiles right oh no we're the really yeah. top of the totem pole oppressed people but the irony is that all of this is really just the most wicked yeah yeah well and what is inversion but what Satan does, right, to what is an order that's in nature that God established, right? So what does Satan do? He, well, he attempts to in, put in place an inversion of that, like the, the reverse of that, right? Exactly. Like the, well, evil, I think evil can be best defined as the, it's, um, it's, so God created, of course, a moral order, and this is the absence of the moral order. So everything that goes against it and is an inversion of it, that's why you even see in Satanism, their black mass is just an inversion of the mass, like the real mass. So they have to invert everything. Men become women, women become men. We not even having children correctly anymore. They want to have it artificially done. Everything is an inversion. And this, of course, is evil. Yeah, and I remember in, uh, in Brave New World uh, afterwards, when Huxley was writing about what's in there in regard to child rearing, he said that that the people that he, the circles that he was in realized that one of the ways to um, to get rid of private property, to get rid of inheritance, and to get rid of the the classical notions of how we organize society would be to, if you have test tube babies, it's not just a matter of mad science experiments. It's also a way to destroy the family because a test tube baby doesn't have any allegiance. It doesn't have a mom or a dad that it has allegiance to. It only has allegiance to the scientists and the lab code that created it, right? So this is so crucial for this revolution that they have this this new order right with based around this stuff to destroy the family and and the, again mm -hmm. none of that could have happened without the revolution of feminism and i don't know if you know this but did you know that like the you can go all the way back to plato's republic and he was arguing for the total equality of men and women 
No, I didn't know that. I did read Plato's Republic, but to be fair, it was like in 2012 or 13. So it's been a while. Well, he's the the father of the revolution of equality, right? So he actually thinks that for the guardian class, because some women can uh, fight pretty good, right? They can be in the UFC or whatever. Then, oh, therefore, all the women are equal to men, potentially, right? So they should, in that class, have everything in common, including children, including husbands and wives, right? So that's sort of proto-communism is actually uh, the guardian class of, of Plato's Republic. But um, if you look at the French revolutionaries, they would pull from Plato and say, look, this is the ideal society that we're going to instantiate. So I'm curious, it seems like a lot of this stuff is based on false utopianism, whether it's Marxism or whether it's today's technocracy or whether it's whatever it is. It's almost like everyone thinks that we can just instantiate this perfectly fair society. Why Why do you think that's impo impossible? I, I think well, I think a lot of people believe it because they fundamentally misunderstand human nature. They also don't believe in hierarchy. These types of things you would believe in if you believe in God. We all have our specific roles. Of course, our souls are equal, but our roles in life are not. And I think people, they don't believe in anything after this life. So it makes perfect sense that they're striving for some sort of utopian world on this earth, because what else do they have? They're probably having, you know, they're probably going through existential crises every day, thinking that there's nothing after this. So I, I think... It's so common, leftism, even some people on the right that have this utopian vision, it's never going to manifest and they almost always result in genocide. Yeah, because when uh, the society isn't matching up to the ideal that, that's constructed, right? The problem is you, you're the problem. So get rid of you and then we can finally there have this. There has to be a where this is yeah, And they'll always exactly. find it and persecute them. Listen, do you hear that sound? It started low, but it's getting progressively louder. Into a crescendo, even louder. Irresistible ending in an ear-splitting blast of mass disruption. That's the sound of America's economic and political systems crashing to the ground. But we have a plan. We will be ready to restore political sanity. We will be ready to answer the call of productive America. We will restore America's industrial base and put America back to work. We will shut down political correctness and restore decency and positive media to America. We will save our constitution, our traditional way of life, our customs, and religion. We will restore sound money and crush the debt-based system of monetary slavery. And we will end America's foreign misadventures. We are the American Freedom Party, and we have a plan. Learn more about us, the American Freedom Party, dot US. You're listening to Resolution Radio, 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 ResolutionRDO.com. You're going to want to pay attention to what I'm about to say in the next 60 seconds. Two new incredible products are now available exclusively at InfoWarsStore.com. They are both clones of national best-selling products from a major pharmaceutical slash supplement maker that are listeners and patriots that are allowing us to private label it at a lower price than you'll find in stores. It's Joint Relief Max and Nerve Renew. Both of these have known documented natural compounds to lower pain and to also make your nerves healthier, which is one of the major reasons nerves get irritated and are more inductive to pain. 
There's major research behind this all. You need to get Joint Relief Max from InfoWars MD and Nerve Renew from InfoWars MD exclusively at InfoWarsStore.com right now. Introducing them both, 25% off. You'll find them exclusively at InfoWarsStore.com and they fund their operation. Welcome back to the fourth hour of the Alex Jones Show. I'm your guest host, Jay Dyer of Jay's Analysis, and we are covering the pretty wild video. I, I didn't realize until recently that Brittany had actually made a video on the video that I'm talking about. And so her video is the craziest feminist vice debate. And it just happened to be the video that I was covering in my stream a couple nights ago, where there was this panel of these wild feminists and Pearl there going back and forth with them. And I and I never heard this term pretty privilege. I didn't know that was a thing. And it's just weird to me that, again, it's it's making the point that I'm making about how there's always like another level of which, oh, I can I don't have to listen to what you're saying because I can find a thing in you that you have that discounts what you're saying because of a privilege narrative. So it's this oppression narrative. This video that you, that you did, uh, tell us about this, because I think this illustrates what we're talking about here. What, what was this debate and what did you think of it? Well, they covered a lot of various topics, but something, one of the most fascinating things about the interview, in my opinion, was how much these women did not like each other. Feminism is supposed to be about uniting women, fighting for all right. of women's rights, this, that, and the other thing. They do not like each other because, as I said before, uh, you know, when, when, when there's no moral order uh, in a society based on truth, that's that's putting men and women in in their rightful place. The goal becomes comfort and pleasure. It all devolves into your 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 own ego. What can you personally gain from all of this? Everything that you can get, power and resources, basically. And so when you can't fight effectively on your own, because we can't as individuals, you of course are drawn to joining certain um, forming certain alliances. And you know these alliances will are of course beneficial to your goal to get the most power, resources, and most joy out of life. Uh, and these these alliances are often, as we see, built across these lines of gender and ethnicity and so on. But as I said, uh, it's devolved into intersectionality because feminism was just too big. There were too many women to get too many things. So it has to get smaller and smaller and smaller. Who's ableist? Uh, who is uglier than somebody else? You know, these people are more victims. So so what can I get out of this? It's all completely egotistical. It's them just wanting to receive things not based on merit, but because of their disability, you know, how ugly they are, their race, whatever it might be. Because in a society now, it doesn't matter what you do and what you merit. There is no kind of honor and glory placed on this it is based on just what you inherently are your your you know disability or race or your gender so of course people see this and they want to gain the most that they possibly can and so they of course join it uh the feminism and then it becomes more intersectional over time yeah i remember uh, i was reading a thing about uh, a woman who was a professor at a university some years back and she had supposedly discovered a a, a missing gnostic gospel or something to this effect and it, it had to do with how uh you know the, the real message of the uh of the gospels the new testament the bible was this secret sort of gnostic feminist pistis sophia message and it turned out that her uh discovery and the stuff that she was pushing was actually fraudulent right <clears throat> And when she was confronted about this, she said, well, it doesn't matter that it was fraudulent because everything ultimately is power narratives. There's no such thing as truth anyway. So if I could come up with a fraudulent Gnostic gospel that 
let my group win in the end, it would have been fine. So it was, it was this weird justification of this because there's not anything right or wrong. It's just, it's all power struggles and power narrative anyway. So a lot of people, I think on the right, they're interacting with and they're thinking about things in terms of the true and the false. But the people that you're interacting with and debating with, as I saw on that panel there, they don't believe in true and false. Everything for them is a power struggle. And so if you come on and you have a better argument, I don't have to listen to what you're saying because you're pretty privileged. To right. me, that's just bizarre. It's insane to me that it's like, what? This is so mind blowing to me. To be fair, I do think that pretty privilege exists to an extent. Just you can look at on Instagram and, and a pretty woman will get, you know, million to 10 million followers. So that certainly exists. But life is just unfair. It's, sure. it's you're never not everyone's going to look completely equal. Not everyone's going to have the same abilities of strength, intelligence, uh, humor. We're all different and we just have to accept this. But a lot of people well, but can't, of course. Saying, right. But what I'm saying is that not not the that there's not um, advantages that people can have because they're attractive or talented. Sure. But what I'm saying is that the modus operandi of the portly woman there was I don't have to listen to what you're saying. Because you're pretty privileged. In other words, I can find a trait that you have that negates anything that you say. And so it's not about the true or the false. It's actually about who has the upper hand in the the, the power dynamics. And that's that's a common thing amongst uh, Marxists and then postmodernists is that everything is a power dynamic. And so I can be justified in being completely immoral because everything is immoral power struggle anyway, right? Yeah, I think that's spot on. Absolutely correct. And I, I've been thinking, I've been thinking lately, I was having this discussion with my husband, I asked him, why do you think feminism has been allowed to thrive and be promoted in the way it has? And and I think he gave a very interesting response. He, he essentially said, it's not that the people in power love women and want what's best for us. Not at all. It's that we're easier to control. The, the the absolute most dangerous thing that threatens the the power of the people in control are young men. Every single revolution was led by young men. So it makes perfect sense that those in power, they're doing their 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 best to castrate and emasculate men in every conceivable way, physically, intellectually, spiritually, you name it. So I thought that was very interesting and it, it made a lot of sense to me. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, men are the beings who are tasked with setting boundaries. And uh, as my buddy uh, David Patrick Harry is always noting, a lot of today's revolution is is premised on the notion that there are no boundaries at all. You can be and become anything that you want. If you want to identify as a attack helicopter one day, you can identify as a woman the next day and a man the third day. You can literally be anything that you want. But that's not true. In fact, the notion of you know, God the Father actually inherently within it sets boundaries. That means that God has certain characteristics and attributes. It doesn't mean he's literally a, a, a biological male per se, although Christ is a biological male. But God the Father sets boundaries. So there's a, there's a natural order of patriarchy of logos there that can't be destroyed uh, because human beings would like to create a different kind of world or because fallen human beings are sort of inherently rebelling against that order. And then all of modernity is based around this idea of removing all boundaries and all order and all structure, which is impossible. Right. And the irony, I, I, I think you would agree. And I think this is one of the reasons Jordan Peterson is, is really popular in part is that he's pointed out that even if you're not religious, doesn't the natural world itself contain hierarchy within it? And, you know, we've been told for the last 100, 150 years that, oh, well, we're just 
uh, sophisticated monkeys anyway. But animals have a structure. The animals have hierarchy. So how is it that we're going to have a perfect order when even the natural world itself doesn't have a total equalitarianism? It seems insane to me. Well, people nowadays no longer respect any sort of authority. Their authority is themselves. What I want, what makes me happy. You know, it's like it's like kill the police. Um, we shouldn't have government. We shouldn't listen to our teachers. You see some of these crazy videos of just students nowadays attacking their teachers. It's getting really common. Right. Or their parents. You see these kids on TikTok just absolutely ripping their parents apart, saying terrible things about them. There is no more a respect for authority because people believe in this equality where I don't have to respect them. I don't have to honor my, my father, my mother, or any authority for, in, um, for that matter. And so it's a complete rebellion against God's natural order. And of course, that's why it's resulting in chaos and all of this horrific n nightmare stuff that we're seeing nowadays. Now, somebody coming from uh, a perspective who I think, you know, when we talked in uh, other interviews, you said that you never really had a wild sort of feminist phase. And so you weren't brainwashed in the university where a lot of a lot of young girls are. And I'm curious, what has been your experience? What what would you say to girls out there who are being told, uh, you know, live for you, uh, lean in, you know, slay queen, don't have babies, don't get married, don't have a husband. What would you say to those girls, given the fact that you have chosen uh, the wiser route? I would say to them, I think I understand why a lot of people take this route. And it is, it is a result of a lot of propaganda and the fact that our society has been kind of restructured in a way that makes it extremely difficult to get married and have children. You know, by that, there are my myriad reasons. Uh, you can't support a family on one income. It's very difficult. There's no longer a sense of community. There's everywhere. There's in kindergartens, them teaching LGBT stuff to your kids, trying to trans their kids. There's so many pitfalls and so much to to look out for. Um, but I, and we've seen it time and time again, the women that choose to just stay single forever, don't get married, don't have kids. I think some of them turn out all right and are happy because that was the path they were supposed to walk. But for the most part, women end up miserable. Women are, um, I think in the past 10, 20 years, the antidepressant rate has risen like 65%. Women are no longer happy with this path that right. the society is saying is the one that's going to make you happy. Well, so I would say explore the other side and you might be pleasantly quick, surprised. Real quick, where can we, before we uh, head out, where can people get your books? Um, my book's on my website, uh, Brittany uh, Selner. Uh, my website's Brittany Selner. The Occidental Quarterly fills a unique niche in bringing together scholarly articles on a wide range of topics that are mired in political correctness elsewhere. It is edited by Professor Kevin McDonald, who's no stranger to listeners of the political cesspool. There are quite a few reasons for the precarious state of our civilization and our people. But one of the main ones is that we have lost the intellectual and moral high ground to a cultural elite that is hostile to our people and our culture. Those of us who are politically aware must understand that the elites dominating culture and the political process in the West are intellectually and morally bankrupt. TOQ is the key. 
Digital download subscriptions are only $30 a year. Subscriptions by First Class Mail are only $60 a year. Go to toqonline.com and click on subscribe now. In addition to receiving fascinating and informative articles, you will also be supporting the work of scholars who are part of a community defending our people and our culture with the highest level of integrity and intellectual sophistication. That's toqonline.com. Subscribe now. You're listening to Resolution Radio. Radio. ResolutionRDO.com. Well, as we warned you would happen, the deep state, the former UN prosecutor, has indicted President Trump for having documents presidents are legally allowed to have. They're coming after everybody. But the good news is humanity is waking up now more than ever and is seeing through this. The globalist only hope is to censor and to silence and to shut down voices like myself, Tucker Carlson, and others are telling the truth. That's why your word of mouth about the broadcast is so key. That's why you sharing the articles, the videos, and clips of the show is so incredible. And you've been doing it, and you know you are. So I salute you and I thank you. But I want to encourage listeners to not just spread the word about the show, but to also pray for the broadcast and pray for other people that are exposing the globalists. And at the same time, also get great products at InfoWarsStore.com that fund our operation, that keep us on the air, because we're sponsored by viewers and listeners like you, not by George Soros. And to understand these are great products that you and your family already need that do amazing things. Because just like our information is powerful and game-changing and seen as the best there is, our products are incredible. So... We've got five new products available at InfoWarsStore.com. This is a huge rollout. And two classics also back in stock available for 50% off, but for a limited time. Rainforest Ultra, fast-acting, incredible nootropic. Only lasts a few hours. That's why I love it. If I have to stay up late at night, I don't want to take a supplement like Rainforest uh, Plus or Rainforest Turbo Force because that's five, six, ten hours of energy. Rainforest Ultra is amazingly clean, fast-acting, kicks in in 15-20 minutes, only lasts two to three hours. It's available, discounted, 50% off, InfoWarsTour.com. Four to six hours of just good, sustained, clean energy with no jitters, Rainforest Plus, 50% off, InfoWarsTour.com. And now that brings me to these little babies right here. This is Good Night Sleep. This is a private label of a national best-selling sleep aid with natural healthy compounds to give you deep, restful, clean sleep. Try the formula out. I love it. It's amazing. It's 25% off out of the gates. Infowarstore.com. It's already a best-selling product on other platforms. Then we've got probiotic formula. It's been over three years since we offered a probiotic because I'll only sell the highest quality. And the company we were using that had an amazing one got bought out by leftists they said no business with you i finally got a good company that has high ratings that i trust i've been using for several months now it's available infowarsstore.com probiotic formula from infowars md and then prostate support so again this is apples and oranges different formulas both have a great effect this is not competing with prostagard but it's an amazing formula prostate support from infowars md at infowarsstore.com now in stock now available, 25% off. Joint Relief Max, already a national best-selling product that we're able to private label. It's incredible, natural joint and pain relief, InfoWarsStore.com. And finally, this is a big game changer. I've been taking it. 
Nerve Renew. So many nerves don't have the vitamins and minerals and trace elements they need, so they're agitated, they're, they're, they're out of control. This has given me pain relief that is next level with my torn Achilles, my shoulder pain, and other issues. You need to get it, Nerve Renew, now available, InfoWarsStore.com. All these new products, 25% off. These products are 50% off, and they fund the InfoWar. For a limited time, take action now, InfoWarsStore.com. Listen, do you hear that sound? It started low, but it's getting progressively louder. Into a crescendo, even louder. Irresistible, ending in an ear-splitting blast of mass disruption. That's the sound of America's economic and political systems crashing to the ground. But we have a plan. We will be ready to restore political sanity. We will be ready to answer the call of productive America. We will restore America's industrial base and put America back to work. We will shut down political correctness and restore decency and positive media to America. We will save our constitution, our traditional way of life, our customs, and religion. We will restore sound money and crush the debt-based system of monetary slavery. And we will end America's foreign misadventures. We are the American Freedom Party, and we have a plan. Learn more about us, the American Freedom Party, US. You're listening to Resolution Radio, Radio, Radio. ResolutionRDO.com. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.